Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer 5 exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is You've Got Five Options show. So I'm still here alone as a uh, hostess, not alone because uh, luckily I have an amazing guest with me today. But this is the last show, hopefully the last show that I'm doing without Anna because Anna is still on her maternity leave enjoying her beautiful little daughter Gabriela. And uh, this is the last show before our summer break. So guys, you'll have a few weeks without uh, you've got five options. We'll be back mid-August with a lot of great shows again. But for now, the last show before summer vacation 2019. And we are finishing this beautiful six months periods with coming back to the roots with a really amazing topic, which I myself have been waiting for with a lot of anticipation. And I have a guest that some of you who have listened to us before already know, and that's Iris Smith. Hello, Iris. Hello. We've had Iris before talking to us about uh, the uh, Aerodanza, a dance that helps women come back to their feminine nature. And uh, we have talked about uh, feminine archetypes with you before. And uh, we have really enjoyed having you here. So now we have you again. This time to talk about the myths and mysteries of Tantra Massage. So just for people who are listening to it the first time, I let's introduce you a little bit. Uh, so Iris, tell us about yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I am born in the Netherlands. I'm 28 years old. I uh, have studied different things from philosophy to anthropology, global studies, and... Um, uh, got in contact with Tantra maybe three years ago and moved to Denmark two years ago and now I work here for the Tantra Temple in Aarhus and I give this uh, workshops for women also to get in contact with their femininity and that's something I'm very interested in, yeah, both Tantra massage and femininity. Okay, great. So you've met Tantra first time three years ago, you say. Okay, let's start with maybe helping our uh, listeners understand what is a Tantra massage. Uh, a Tantra massage is um, it's kind of a meeting between two people um, where the goal is for the person who's coming to receive it to really get in touch with themselves. And to it's a practice of intimacy, you could say. And intimacy meaning a connection, first of all, with yourself, with your body, and with your emotions, with your feelings, with your heart. Uh, and from there you can go even deeper. But um, usually 
like the way we live and the, the fast pace of life disconnects people from themselves and their bodies and they're in their mind and running around and in a tantra massage you calm down you start to feel and you start to sense and this brings you very much in contact with yourself and through intimacy we can also get to know ourselves and discover who we are and um, so it's also a way of um, self-discovery and self-development and can be healing for some people or it can be awakening for some people um, yeah okay that sounds quite a lot like a spiritual practice Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, that's great. So tell me, how did you actually meet uh, Tantra Massage three years ago? How mm-hmm. did you, are uh, you know, how, how did you meet each other, you and Tantra? Yes. <laughs> Do you want the long story or the short story? <laughs> I have a sensation that I want the long one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think because many things in my life led me there, I feel it was like it was a coming home and it was something completely out of my comfort zone at the same time, something I didn't expect at all to be doing. So I kind of found myself there home in something that was so foreign. Um, and I think how I got there, I was uh, living a very different life. I was living and studying in Sweden and uh, I was very interested, all my life I've been interested in intimacy and closeness that always gave a lot of meaning for me to f- to have connections in my life. And um, I was also studying this in other cultures and in societies that actually have conflict, like how do people connect there, even when there's very traumatic things happening, how do people heal and overcome that and unite? So I um, was very interested in this um at the same time i was also exploring my own sexuality quite freely i uh, um, was for example working in a strip club which is quite unconventional (laughs) but that was also a place for me where i discovered like many things it was for example the first time when i was there on a stage that i felt the power and this, the sacredness of the feminine, which was something I didn't know or felt before. But as I was dancing there, I felt like, whoa, there's something greater than me here moving. And I, I didn't really know what it was. And also I felt the power of intimacy there in the strip club that most men that came there, they actually just needed to be held. If I held their hand, they could cry because this is actually what they wanted. So I felt there's a power in this sexual thing, which is also so covered in weird, uh, strange emotions and guilt and shame and underground. And it wasn't the place where I knew I would stay the rest of my life, but there was something there for me. And then um, there was a moment where I joined a Tantra workshop, and that's about maybe five years ago. And this was very revealing for me. It was a very simple workshop where the leader asked me to have my eyes closed and touch the hands of the people next to me and to really let them touch me and to feel if I could let their connection touch my heart. And I felt like so uh, touched by that and also so blocked. I felt like, whew, I actually don't want them to come close to me. Mm. At the same time, I was seeing myself as someone very open and having one-eyed stands and working in a strip club. But when it came to that hand connection I felt completely blocked so I knew this is something I have to explore I don't know how or what but I felt there's something not in connection in me 
And then, um, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's a really interesting story. I'm just okay. like really, I'm learning so much. I love mm. your story and I will want to come back to the thing that you said about the your experience in the strip club. But just mm. please go ahead okay. and tell us more. Yeah. Um, and then there was a moment where everything in my life, how I saw it happening, kind of fell apart. And I applied for a PhD to study more about this post-conflict societies. And I had a relationship that broke up and my rent for my house was stopped. So it was like a moment of nothingness. And I just felt, okay, what what is it for me then? And then just Tantra came to me. And I was somewhere in Asia and I just Googled Tantra Asia. And then within a month, I found the Tantra Yoga School that I'm with now. I found Tantra Massage Education and I found man I fell in love with and I'm still with. So it was like a life changed very quickly. And everything I'd been interested in came together there. Because when I ended up in this massage education, I thought, I don't have an interest to massage. Why would I want to learn that? But then as I was doing it, I felt this is it. Like whatever I was searching for in healing communities, it starts within me. Mm-hmm. Like this the brokenness that I have has to be healed also first. Like the, I felt that maybe what I was chasing in the sexual relations I had before was also coming from a need of being mad in my heart, but my heart was closed in a way. I was afraid of intimacy. So the beginning of my Tantra journey was actually a healing of myself, of connecting, feeling why am I afraid to open? What things happened in my life that made me afraid of closeness? And... um afraid to love and to receive and to actually trust. And that was like, and Tantra was helping me with that, connecting to trust and to love and to myself and to my past and letting go of things that happened. And um, yeah, and, and as soon as I gave my first massage, I felt, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's already through touch, through the meeting, that that we can bring this unity within us I can study it in societies, but it's already here. It's so close. And I, I I, can be a tool for that just by being me. And that was a very beautiful experience and re- yeah, revelation in a way uh, and quite mysterious for me also. So do I understand correctly that you have actually met Tantra five years ago when you in joined? In that first uh, workshop, yeah. Yeah, 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 in that first mm-hmm. workshop. And three years ago, you actually started the education yeah, yeah. Uh, in Tantra, Tantric Massage and uh, on, mm-hmm. in Tantra Yoga School. Okay, I really, really loved what you said about your work in a strip club. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's just the most beautiful example of that we can live our purpose mm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. That judging whatever people do, you know, whatever is their profession or something just makes absolutely no sense. And that you can be a healer also in a strip club. This mm-hmm. that what you've said that you could just hold the hand of a man and they could, mm-hmm. you know, cry or something. And that what they are really looking for there is a connection is just the most beautiful example. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say and also really acknowledge you for your courage and braveness to talk so openly Mm. uh, about your experiences so thank you so much for opening your heart and mind and being here so honest so okay so you in asia started to study uh, this tantra uh, massage Mm -hmm. so 
Most of us know what is a massage and mm-hmm. many of us have experienced a massage. So how does a regular massage differ from a tantra massage? What's the difference between yeah. the two? Um firstly the love actually. Like tantra is very much a path of love. And um if you go to a Thai massage they might massage your shoulders and they might be thinking about something completely else. And uh, in the Tantra massage, we also try to be as conscious and present as possible. And um, so that wherever I'm touching, I'm completely there with you and you as well. If you're the receiver, you're relaxing. And at the same time, you're really present. And this brings like another quality to the touch and also the love of like I in the massage, I try to open myself for love and to let love move me in a way and to feel the other also through empathy to really connect to them and to feel what is it that they need in this moment so it can be a different massage every time and with a different person it's not i'm following i have a lot of techniques and tools that i can use but it's very much in the moment to feel and to adapt and to meet the other one okay so uh, what you do as a tantric masseuse is that the right yeah. way uh, to put it is you have an, an individual uh, you have a session with an individual person mm-hmm. and you are there as present as possible and you are using your intuition and tools and techniques and empathy mm-hmm. to be there and serve the highest purpose of that person mm-hmm. in their own connection yeah. to yeah. themselves exactly and then also another thing that makes it unique is that um Tantra doesn't exclude the sexual part of our being. So it's in a Tantra massage, it can also be to help people connect to their sexuality, even though it's not actually a sexual massage. So it's like the there's meaning that it doesn't have this goal of, oh, now it's going to be about excitement and arousal. It's more about to feel, okay, there's this power in you and it's actually your engine it's like your fuel it's your drive your desire and if it can awaken and you can spread that energy through your body instead of losing it but to feel okay it's an energy that's awakening and now we we connect that to the heart and we feel that that love is also there and um, then that can be very empowering it can even have you can even empower like your awareness or your ability to communicate or wherever you spread that energy to. So the actual purpose of uh, tantric massage is doing s- is h- helping to release some sort of energy inside of people? I would say um, the actual purpose is a consciously loving touch where people get in deep connection with themselves. And then for one person, it can mean that they just need a very deep relaxation. For another person, it can mean that indeed the sexual energy is awakened because that's very blocked and they have no desire for life. They're very flat. And then the massage can involve this awakening of the sexual energy and also the experience of um, what in Tantra is called sexual continence, which means that you don't lose the energy but that you that it's awakened but you keep it in the body and you actually spread it around but that can be a goal but it's not necessarily for someone might come for a trauma they need to heal or uh yeah okay so so tantra uh, tantric ma- massage also helps with healing traumas mm-hmm. yeah can you give an example of 
such a situation and how it works? Yeah. Um, I had one man coming for a massage who had been single for 60 years. So he was, I think, ho his whole life, actually, he never really had a relationship. And this was someone who had closed down and started to just distrust woman at women as a natural state of being. And uh, I think that was there was a lot of trauma, but it became it was his suit he was wearing. So it's not in a way he wasn't he was so used to it, he adapted to it. I think he didn't see that as a trauma necessarily. So then when I started massaging him in the beginning, he was like really sitting with his arms closed and far away. And I felt like, how am I even going to be allowed to to come closer? So it was a very gentle, very slow massage. And um, this was a very, very healing journey. There was one moment where he opened his eyes and said, I just feel it's a tsunami of love that is washing me clean. And that's what it looked like. There was like shaking and releasing of all of the held emotions that were not even felt or expressed. They were kind of frozen. And through the relaxation and the feeling that someone is just there to love you, you don't have to do anything back, then that love can heal. And that's what happened. It was like a purifying tsunami of love that was okay. healing. That sounds uh, like a pretty profound uh, experience for that man. Mm -hmm. That's really amazing. So do you know if he was able to establish some relationships after? He came back for a few other massages and he started joining like some workshops of meeting people. And I felt he was in this process of opening himself to trust and to let himself be seen. I don't know if he actually found a partner yet, but there was a step of even allowing the possibility that it might be possible for him. So there was a lot of aspiration to change. Okay. So there is a Tantra temple in Aarhus yeah. where uh, people can come and get such a massage, mm -hmm. uh, participate in some workshops. Yeah. What else is happening in, su in, uh, such, in something that is called a Tantra temple? <laughs> um We, I'm thinking how to answer the question. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, we have some other workshops also like about conscious relating and about like uh, practicing meeting in honesty and authenticity and practicing communicating verbally and non-verbally. This is something we do. Um There are some, like for people who come more often to the Tantra Temple, we have some member events where people can uh, have like live demonstrations where they can see or where they can learn how to give this massage to each other, for example. Also, we have uh, massages for couples. So if a couple feels they are um, stuck with something in their relationship or they want more intimacy or uh, they are actually already very happy, they just feel maybe there is more and they are curious, uh, we have teachings where they can learn how to give this massage to each other. Um, yeah, I think that's about okay, it. Okay, great. Just demystifying the Tantra temple a mm -hmm. little bit. Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking, of course, uh, since the, uh, the 
our program is entitled The Myths and Mysteries of uh, Tantra Massage, that we should look a little bit into the myths mm -hmm. as well. So I have just uh, gathered a couple, couple of myths on the internet and I will just uh, read them and I will see what you have to say. Yes. So number one. Tantra is all about a marathon of sessions of lovemaking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very common... Uh, so that's a myth or is that a truth? <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's a myth that that's all that Tantra is about. Um, it's very known for that, especially in the West, that Tantra is immediately associated with sex, actually that you say lovemaking is already uh, going more towards the truth. But Tantra in essence is a spiritual path. And that means that it's like supposed to lead a person towards realizing who they really are and getting in connection with themselves, with the truth. And um, Tantra is like a spiritual path like Buddhism or Hinduism. But the difference between Tantra and other paths is that it's a path that doesn't exclude life it doesn't say you have to go to a monastery you have to be in seclusion you have to find spirituality beyond this world of um, temptation and uh, desires and illusions tantra says actually we can f find the divine right here in this world in everything we do so it brings kind of the divine into the daily life and it says yes to everything. It says, yes, let's not exclude anything because we can learn and grow and transform through life experiences. And the thing that we need is awareness. And especially in all the things that trap us the most, that's where we need the most awareness. We can also go away and detach ourselves and be in a monastery to learn to overcome these things. But we can also do it in the middle of it. So Tantra is this path that is um, finding the truth in everything so it doesn't exclude sexuality either because it says actually it's such a powerful force if we don't uh, look at that it's it'll be very hard to either suppress it or transcend it like we can become very conscious in sexuality and then it becomes a lovemaking when it's indeed done with love and awareness and keeping the sexual energy, not losing it and connecting to God through lovemaking. And then it can be part of the spiritual search, but it doesn't have to be. So there are also tantrics who don't make love. You can be a single tantric without doing anything like that and just training your mind and yeah. you've mentioned that already a second time i believe this thing of keeping sexual energy not losing it can you uh, tell me a little bit more of what does it mean to okay. keep the sexual energy <laughs> um so in tantra we learn about how to ha how to separate orgasm from ejaculation so the idea that for a man, he can actually have an orgasm, meaning that there, there is a balance between the masculine and feminine energy that releases this orgasm, which is an intensely pleasurable sensation. And it doesn't have to go together with ejaculating. And uh, usually how we see it in society is that they are connected, they are one and the same. But we can learn to separate it. And when we have an orgasm without ejaculation, you, 
uh, you keep that energy inside because in ejaculation, it's that thing that creates life. So it has all the potential to create a whole new being. So you can imagine how much life force is in that. And it's like an ancient principle that when we don't lose that seed of life, but we keep the seed of life, we awaken it, we feel it, and we don't lose it, but we keep it in the body, then actually that seed of life can then nourish our being. Uh, so that's like a principle in Tantra. And for the woman, it's she can have an orgasm that's either what is called with discharge, meaning that she still feels tired afterwards, mm -hmm. that it's like a, an explosive orgasm, that it's uh, still kind of draining and short and not so satisfying. Or she can have what is called an implosive orgasm. And then the energy goes up through the body and it can last much longer and the sensation is much more intense and and it will yeah nourish her being very much. Okay, that sounds very, very good. Uh, sounds like something I would not mind experiencing myself <laughs> yeah. at all. One more interesting thing that you've mentioned at the beginning was that some people might come uh, for a tantric massage because they stop experiencing desire for life. Mm. That sounds something like it could help with states like depression or mm. um, I don't know. Can you tell us a little bit about this part? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually first have an example of someone who came exactly with this problem. He came and he said, I've been depressed for 10 years, very strongly with antidepressants and even quite delusional. And I just feel I, I, I'm coming here to try this, but actually I've kind of given up on life. Mm. And then during the massage, um, it's exactly with this, he started to, the energy started to wake awaken in him. And it was creating for him um, some kind of awakening to life that he at one point actually set up and said, I just suddenly realized my life's not over yet. There's more for me. I have something to do here. And that came from within his being. He got in contact again with his own purpose and um, yeah, want to live and to change his life and to make a change. And uh, yeah, that's something that can happen. It's And it's kind of mysterious to say how or where it comes from exactly. Um, but it's a combination of like the Tantra massage can bring you so deep that um, it can either just be from from feeling that sexual energy, which is our desire. And when that connects to the heart, it becomes a desire for connection, for love, for life, for experience, for for meeting And uh, it can be that you actually get in contact with your soul in a massage because the mind calms down so deeply and through the senses we can um, come very much in contact with ourselves and in the present moment and through the present moment we can also get in contact even with our soul. And sometimes we then start to feel, hey, I'm more than all of the things I always thought I am, like the mind box that we have. And you can feel all of a sudden from your heart or from your soul something can rise that's kind of mysterious like if uh, like a longing or an aspiration yeah it just uh, this example came back to me because when you've mentioned that uh, tantra helps you learn how to uh, disconnect 
the orgasm and just you gave this example how if you keep the sexual energy that it can actually it's such a great potential mm-hmm. because it has a potential of creating a new yeah. uh, human being right so imagine that you can keep it inside yeah. of you how much life mm-hmm. you can bring back to yourself so exactly. that was why this mm-hmm. example uh, just came back to my mind okay yeah. Another myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need a partner to practice it. Mm-hmm. Myth or truth? A myth. A myth. Yeah. So that's something that you can entirely practice by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Good. Now, uh, another, um, another myth or truth. Tantra is only about achieving a mind-blowing orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing? So... It's a truth or a myth? It's a myth. Um, yeah, because first of all, again, the Tantra is about so much more than the sexual part of it. It's really about um, living our own full potential, discovering all that we are and like expanding ourselves, meaning that we become free of our own things that hold us back and becoming more and more true to our true essence. And we, in Tantra, we use life as as a teacher and, uh, and there are many tools that Tantra gives us and methods for like uh, ex- changing, transforming, evolving in this way. And um, so the goal is not to have a mind-blowing orgasm. The mind-blowing orgasm can be a tool, actually. Just as staring at a ping pong ball to train your focus can be a tool. Mm -hmm. Just as staying very centered in uh, a very emotional crisis can be a tool. So there are many. It's about like gathering tools that you can use to get in contact with your own truth. Okay, that's very interesting because I was about to ask you if you could give an example of a tool in Tantra and you've mentioned that a mind-blowing orgasm can be a tool. (laughs) Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, What other tools uh, could you give as an example Mm -hmm. of what could be used in Tantra to achieve that connection? I think one very important thing is the training of the mind, uh, which is a really powerful tool that actually controls us very much when we don't control it. Um, So that's one of the first things in Tantra that we learn to control our mind. And when we learn to control our mind, we can also, something that's very valuable in Tantra, which is called to uh, kind of choose the resonance you want to be in. So you can, Tantra is very much about having a curious attitude, an open attitude, a trusting attitude. And um, so that, you can tune in to, and no matter in what situation you are, you can use your mind as a tool also to tune into love. For example, to choose love, even though you're afraid, or to choose courage, even though you feel fear is coming, or uh, to be optimistic, even though like something threatening is coming, and to uh, amplify all of your good qualities also with your mind. So that's one tool I would mention. Okay. That's very interesting. And I like this. I really, really like your explanation of that uh, Tantra is actually a philosophy that helps you find yourself Mm -hmm. 
right here, right now, and in our humanity. Mm -hmm. Because many spiritual practices or philosophies, they leave it away, right? Mm -hmm. You have to kind of deny the sexual part of you or you have to look very, very much outside Mm -hmm. uh, our earth experience Mm -hmm. for the spiritual practices. So that sounds very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. And now I have another uh, statement that yes. we will see. Tantra is only for heterosexual couples. Mm. That's a b- big myth also, yes. Um, I think what comes to me first is to explain what in Tantra is meant when they speak about the feminine and the masculine because this plays a very big role in mm-hmm. Tantra. It actually sees the whole universe as made up out of the masculine and the feminine. But it doesn't mean that as in the man and the woman, as in the genders. It says that like the universe is made out of consciousness and energy. And that's what they call the polarity. And the masculine is the consciousness, meaning the stillness, the presence, the uh, transcendence that is in everything. So... um, within you, within me, but even within anything that exists in it has consciousness in it also. And then energy is the feminine. And this is everything that moves and changes and uh, is can even be chaotic, can be the storm, while the man is the silent center of the movement and the storm. And um, so these two make up everything that is created, cr- creation comes out of their union and then uh, when you are with a man and a woman you can play with this the man can really be and embody the consciousness and the woman the energy and then there's a huge attraction between the two but actually even within ourselves we have both of them and we can create like this equal balance between them and as um a gay couple, you can practice Tantra as well in the sense that this can be your spiritual path also. It's just that some of the practices where we really use the, the, that seeing that the energy usually in a woman is stronger than the consciousness and in a man usually the consciousness is stronger than the energy has this natural polarity. And that's why it can be an engine for spirituality because the attraction makes the energy is like a battery that has so much power but as a you in a gay couple, couple, you could also practice practices of tantra. It's just that this aspect wouldn't be there necessarily. Okay, sounds very good. I like practices that don't exclude anyone. Mm-hmm. So very good. It doesn't even ex- exclude yourself yeah. and <laughs> finding uh, as an individual and finding that uh, both uh, consciousness and energy within us. That sounds very, very good. Okay, so the next statement is Tantra is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> That's the statement that I found. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I would say... Uh, Myth and mystery, maybe. I think in essence, it's very simple. Um, But it can have very complicated techniques, (laughs) for example. And um, I mean, it's in a way, it's a science of the universe also, which is extremely complicated. I feel I know nothing. 
And at the same time, I'm learning the most simple things about this universe. So we are learning principles that describe the most complicated things. And at the same time, the principles are very simple. So, um, yeah, something that's very simple for me, for example, is also the tool of centering in the present moment. Like, no matter what happens, if I center in in whether I'm sad, whether I'm in a shopping mall, I feel overwhelmed, whether I'm coming to this interview and I'm very late, if I actually center, uh, I already get like kind of detached from the situation. I get in contact with my heart and um, it's a it's already a tool that helps me to connect more deeply. And that's actually very simple and everyone can practice it in any moment to practice centering like when I'm meeting a new person and I'm feeling anxious okay I breathe I center in myself and uh, so yeah it can be very simple but what you can achieve what you can understand what you can learn can be very complex okay I I am satisfied with the answer okay Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay so tantra does not apply to the west and the western culture Mm-hmm. That it like works very well for uh, Eastern culture, but it doesn't uh, apply so well to the Western culture. Mm-hmm. What's your take <laughs> on this one? I would say that's actually completely the opposite. I think it's one of the the spiritual traditions that could work here the best because it's the one that says we can start exactly where we are. That's actually a saying of Tantra. Like Tantra starts from where you are. And which is different from uh, other traditions where in the East, uh, some people have a stronger spiritual inclination already. And they it's easy to just start meditating five hours a day and to develop their mind. Here we have a life that's much more materialistic and fast. And people have expectations of us. We need a career and children. And actually, as a tantric, you can have that. You can have a job and a family. It doesn't exclude it at all. You can, in the middle of that, you can have your practice. And so in that way, I think tantra is very good spiritual practice for this Western world. Okay. Uh, and I'm really happy that you've, you mentioned the spiritual practices because uh, the last uh, myth that I, or the statement I have uh, noted down is Tantra can replace spiritual practices. <laughs> so let's explore a little bit, you know, what are the spiritual practices? What are Tantra practices? And, you know, do they exclude each other or is it the same? Or, you know, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit what's your take on this one? Yeah, actually... Tantra is a spiritual practice. So, for example, I'm studying Tantra yoga and there we learn to use yoga, like the how we in the West know this physical form of yoga, as a way to practice, actually. And, um, uh, and we practice meditation in Tantra also and focusing the mind. Um, so what was the question? The, <laughs> the statement was that ta- Tantra can replace spiritual practices. So mm-hmm. let's take an example. There are different spiritual practices, right? Mm-hmm. For someone, a spiritual practice is a prayer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Can Tantra e- replace such a spiritual practice? Or Okay, let's start with what is a Tantric practice? You know, what's the practice? Mm-hmm. Like, Give me a couple of examples. Um, I can just maybe speak from what I do. Yeah, that's a great 
Mm-hmm. Great start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, a practice is first of all a practice of yoga, um, in which we practice very much to feel the different chakras and to get to know ourselves on these different levels and to um, kind of bring our body into harmony. That's yoga means literally union. So it means that you get, first of all, kind of aligned. Like your mind is with what you are doing. Your body is with what you are doing. And your energy is with what you are doing. They are doing the same thing. They are coming in harmony. And then you can start working with your body as a tool. You can develop yourself through yoga. If you So we work very much with different postures that will help to work on something that you have problems with. For example, if you don't have a strong willpower, you easily give up. There are certain postures or breathing techniques that you can do to actually get more willpower and more courage, self-confidence. Or if you are have are very fearful or afraid to lose your job or you're afraid of money, uh, not afraid of money, <laughs> afraid of a lack of money. <laughs> Uh, there are certain practices that can help you to feel more grounded and cared for. And so the yoga will help is, is a practice to get in harmony, to balance yourself where you feel you need it the most. So you feel more empowered. Can you then just help uh, our listeners to understand what would be the main difference between yoga pat- uh, practice and tantra yoga practice? Mm-hmm. Um It's a good question that I have to think about Mm -hmm. for a moment. A Tantra yoga practice would be the same as a yoga practice, just that you would use the yoga in that moment for your Tantric path in a way. It would be one, one thing you use in that moment, one tool you use. Um, But the practice is actually the same. Yeah, so it, it's very interesting because I have gone to a couple of yoga practices and they can be extremely different. Mm. I have gone to a yoga practice uh, at a gym where it was <laughs> really very much close to just a workout mm-hmm. <laughs> where there was, of course, there was breathing and breathing always helps uh, to get centered and so on. And then there are like Kundalini yoga where it's much more spiritual practice. So mm-hmm. maybe that's somewhere in how deep you go. I, mm-hmm. I really liked what you've mentioned that you actually work on specific chakras or specific challenges and Mm. use postures into overcoming specific challenges. I Mm. don't think that in a regular yoga class that's uh, necessarily happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe that's kind of like helping a little bit. Okay, so that was one practice. Mm -hmm. A yoga uh, could be your tantric practice. Mm -hmm. What else could be a tantric practice or what what Mm -hmm. else do you do yourself? Um, Meditation also. And um, in Tantra, we the feminine is also a part of the spirituality. So there are different uh, feminine goddesses, you could say, that are adored. So you can even have prayers with them or meditations where you try to connect to the force. They kind of represent a certain power that there is in the universe. Like, for example, that there is something like love. That's like a force that is with us. And you can connect to that through the 
image of a goddess also and connect to her and to have have that in your life more present um or if you want to connect more with awareness or with that masculine consciousness you can meditate um with that specific resonance to actually in your being to also increase your consciousness and your awareness and lucidity okay so it sounds to me like it's a lot of practices are spiritual practices known from other philosophies mm. or religions or uh, something like that so it doesn't sound very unusual mm -hmm. or very different specifically yeah. i guess it it's a matter of your intention or mm -hmm. a matter of uh, some tools or methodologies that you use when doing that specifically yeah so uh, yeah and i think that's indeed also one of the biggest myths if you would come to a tantra class as they are teaching it in my school, you would be kind of disappointed if you're looking for something very juicy and sensual because it's indeed just one half hour of yoga and meditation and theory about things, and it's uh, which is very similar to meditation practices from other traditions. And, yeah. Okay, do you have uh, maybe an example of a myth that you have met yourself that was one of the, uh, you know, that has really made you laugh or <laughs> <laughs> you felt that was really interesting? to um, share mm. actually the first thing that comes to me now is when I first applied to work for this Tantra massage temple that I'm at now I heard that they were massaging in their underwear and that for me was something like my god that sounds like erotic or sexual or why would people do that? That's just weird mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was trained in a more therapeutic kind of tantra massage where I was fully dressed and that made a lot of sense for me. I'm just there. And so my myth was that like uh, tantra massage can get very weird and strange and naked and uh, get wrong intentions like this. And then when I actually arrived here and I started trying it myself and I felt why it is like that. And like the person is there on a mattress actually getting naked and more than physically naked, they are kind of vulnerable, taking off their layers. They don't know what will happen during a massage. So it's such a revealing situation. And when the masseuse or masseur will actually meet you like that, you already take off so many masks. You're just there, no matter who you are or how you came in the room. Then you are two beings, like, meeting. And it, that already creates a certain intimacy that it's not about now we are naked and we're going to do something strange. It's actually something very pure and uh, beautiful. And also that the massage then includes this sensuality. And in the beginning, that was also strange for me and, like, it made it impure that was the feeling I had and as I started learning why we do it I felt actually the purity of it and how impure our idea of it has become of nakedness like because of porn or the way sex has a place in life that actually nakedness when it's just that it's something very pure actually we take off all the impurities it's like there's the nakedness that's something uh clean in a way 
I really like uh, what you are saying now because you know what comes to my mind is a baby. Mm. <laughs> When a baby is born, yeah. it's born naked, mm -hmm. right? And that's what we consider super pure yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and super innocent, right? Mm -hmm. And somehow for many, many years, we as humans, we were running around naked and mm -hmm. that was perfectly fine for us. And then we started to cover up for, yeah. for sure from cold, uh, you know, it makes sense, but it has a reason mm -hmm. why we cover up, which is very practical. Mm -hmm. I'm cold, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to cover myself up, not because I am ashamed, not mm -hmm. because, you know, it's not okay uh, to show myself so... Uh, And that brings me to one topic that I would like to explore a little bit more is the reasons why people come to mm -hmm. uh, have a tantric massage. And of course, we have mentioned a little bit uh, already. So I remember we explored a little bit uh, the part of the desire for life. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's something that we have mentioned. Mm -hmm. You have mentioned also that some couples... Mm -hmm. may, may also come yeah. to uh, to get a tantric massage. So can you give some examples or uh, a story or something mm -hmm. about how that could work for a couple? Mm. Um, it helps very much with the touch is also a way of communicating. Like, and touch is more than a physical touch. Like I can touch you and you can either not even really notice it or it can really touch you. And so we can also touch each other already with like a look when I really see you. And as a couple, this is something that makes you feel together and intimate if you can touch each other. And so it's like a form of communication that you can practice actually and you can improve it. And I can give the example of my own relationship where I f feel Tantra has helped very much Um Like we had, when we met each other, we had a lot of love for each other. And there was just this intense uh, feeling of connection that was there. But somehow when we tried to be physically intimate and become more erotic, it just didn't really flow. And maybe in some relationships you feel like, okay, then it doesn't work or something. There's not this spark. or And for us through Tantra, we actually learned how to create that how to ignite that spark and that is something you can actually learn and develop and that it's actually most of the time not natural i mean <laughs> it's natural but to actually really find each other and to do exactly the right thing for each other and to learn that communication is something we need to practice and it's not something we learn in schools but actually it's something that can fill us fulfill us so much and it's where we can learn so much so through tantra i learned with him Uh, how to relax into erotic, sensual experiences and how to get to know yourself and what you want and um, how to f find out together how to be together without a specific goal and without now we're going to do this or that but to be together and to learn to communicate through our bodies and now actually we do have this uh, passion and spark and flow between us and it was a practice and yeah okay so tantra can help uh, couples ignite their passion and communicate uh, through really seeing each mm -hmm. other and through also a contact through touch yeah and to deepen also the communication that is there because it's you can get to know each other more even and discover each other like tantra massage is also a way of discovering yourself more deeply it's not finished at one point i feel like i can 
will be my whole lifetime learning through sexuality, sensuality, eroticism, because it's endless what I can learn there. And you can do that together and you can deepen your the strength of your relationship and uh, increase the love that is there. It can grow. It doesn't have to be just very intense in the beginning when that's all there, the newness and the excitement. And Tantra also really teaches how that can grow as a couple, that you don't lose that feeling of the beginning, but you ignite it again and again. And so you fall in love again and again. There's the freshness. And at the same time, the love is actually growing and becoming stronger and stronger. And you use Tantra as a tool to let the relationship grow and become a beautiful, flourishing entity in itself. It's actually very interesting what you say. I've been together with my husband for over 15 years. I stopped counting Mm -hmm. exactly, but it has been more than 15 years. And I have for already several years had this natural like uh, sensation coming to me that the passion that you have in a relationship actually depends on you individually. That is not mm. something that is given and taken away from you. That is not just something that comes to you at the mm-hmm. beginning of the relationship and then you lose it mm-hmm. and then you cannot have it again. But I kind of have been coming more and more to this conclusion that I can recreate that passion in mm-hmm. a relationship. And of course, in a relationship, two are needed, you know, mm. uh, if we are talking about this kind of passion. So, of course, the partner needs to work on their own connection also mm-hmm. in order to be able to recreate that passion. But I have really been thinking this, that it really is not, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to disappear. And it is something that is my own journey, you know, like mm. I can find my own passion and share it in a relationship and that mm-hmm. it doesn't have to end. Mm-hmm. So maybe in some way, without even knowing, I was in some way practicing already Tantra. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I want to add one more thing because it's true what you say. You can really work on it yourself and even more like you can have a spiritual practice as a couple. Like I have that with my partner also where we consciously choose to work on some things like, okay, we take a month now and we're going to focus on increasing the playfulness and uh, just the optimism and the joy in our relationship. And we do like a meditation together once per day or we do something spontaneous or we say now we focus this month on really awakening the passion and it means that new qualities in our relationships are getting unblocked and awakened and I feel the attraction is actually growing because we're both changing so much and together we are working on what we already have together and letting that grow so the the attraction can grow. Yeah, I like it. It it (laughs) sounds really... uh, it sounds really good and resonates with my own experience with uh, my husband as well, because that's what I have been thinking in my life. Like if you are both learning and growing, if you are mm. both developing, opening up, becoming more and more conscious, you can never get bored with each other mm-hmm. because you are in a constant change. And if yeah. you awaken your curiosity and your partner awakens his curiosity and you are also both very open and you are also both working on your own passion for life and so on, this does not have to end ever. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's resonating with me very much. Okay, so now let's, uh, we don't have that much time mm-hmm. left in our show. So I would really like to uh, finalize it with, uh, so how do you start? 
if you are if now our listeners got uh, curious about uh, all this uh, tantra practice tantra massage and so on if you were a complete beginner mm-hmm. and you would like to embark on that journey mm-hmm. how could you start um i would say that it i wouldn't give one fit solution for everyone because that's what i feel also the beauty in tantra that you can actually find what works for you the best I think some, if you hear this and you feel, okay, this massage sounds intriguing, I want to try that, then that could be a very beautiful, easy way. You don't need to start standing on a yoga mat for five hours on your head or something. It's actually very comfortable. (laughs) Like It's a comfortable way of learning. It's through relaxation and through the senses and through the like intense experience that you can already get this connection with yourself and have a taste of what it what tantra means how it can open a new door out of your known world out of your comfort zone so that coming for a tantra massage can be a very beautiful opening beginning where it's also in your own pace to what you are ready for what you want to experience within your own boundaries and comfort um and for someone else who already feels like they want to learn more the philosophy or the science behind it they could come for a tantra yoga class where you learn where you really study it and you want to practice at home and then you can start with doing yoga and getting to know your body and your energy or through meditation that you increase your awareness because yeah as i said tantra is just this path of staying in life but not being taken by life so that can already be a start of practicing Tantra, of being in a life situation and trying to stay very aware and relaxed at the same time. And this is already practicing <laughs> somehow. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So b- basically, uh, I really like that you mentioned that there is a place for everyone and depending where you are and mm-hmm. what kind of approach resonates with you, uh, you could either, you get curious, okay, that massage thing mm-hmm. sounds good. It resonates with you. So that's a very good way to start learning about uh, Tantra for you. And that that got me very curious. Tantra yoga is like a study of Tantra. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting because I would really see it like very much a very practical thing. Mm-hmm. But you say that you can actually study the science mm-hmm. and the... Uh, what was the other word? The science and the philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Through mm-hmm. Tantra yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any other way to get more familiar uh, with uh, Tantra? You can read books also. I think some authors like David Data or Daniel Odier, they have some very accessible books. Or uh, Mantak Chia, um, where you can read about Tantra also. Okay, that's a very good point because some people, they really like to know their details Mm -hmm. before (laughs) they (laughs) are ready to uh, practice something. So thank you for that because we are very different human beings Mm. and some of us will be like, yay, I heard about the massage. (laughs) Next day I'm signed up uh, already and other people will be, I first have to read my five books about Mm -hmm. it before I (laughs) am ready to start practicing anything. Thank you for that. And it was a pleasure to have you here. And I think that you really did an amazing job demystifying that very (laughs) mystical tantra thing that I knew very few about myself. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being here today, Iris. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.
Five Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!